Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time, Brother Munn, speaking our program here called The Mariner's Call, an opportunity to be with you by means of radio that I appreciate. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. In the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 3, if you have time to turn and look at a few verses here with us, Joshua chapter 3. Hope we're catching you just right. Hey, by the way, thank you for uh, those emails. If you like to email us, send us uh, some comment, something you hear as far as the program is concerned, or if you'd rather uh, like to write us, a, we think about snail mail, uh, you can get our address, our email address, or you can get it on our website, which is fomm.org. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. It's just fomm.org. You can get address. Uh, look through some things. Our uh, thinking about uh, what you see there is very simple, but it'll give you some things that you need if you would like to take and address us on anything or about anything at all. Uh, you can also leave us a prayer request, if you will. Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, we find the nation of Israel now uh, sort of in the same situation it was in under Moses. Came a place under came a time under Moses where they found themselves between what could we say a rock in a hard place, the Red Sea. All right, did God bring them across the Red Sea? I, I believe He did. Did He open part the Red Sea? Yes, He did. All right, across the Red Sea into uh, we think about heading toward the land of Canaan because of disobedience. They went round and around that old Sinai Peninsula, that old hot desert for some 40 years until the complainers, ah, oh, they are dead. All right. Uh, Moses now has died under the hand of Joshua. They find themselves on the east side of the Jordan River. Now to go into the land of Canaan, you have to cross over Jordan because their first they face their first obstacle when they pass over Jordan, uh, which would be what? The city of, you got it, the city of Jericho. How are you going to cross Jordan? No particular problem there. The Jordan River is no more than about 100 foot wide. I've seen it. Anywhere from 5 to 10 feet deep. No problem whatsoever. But the time that Joshua finds himself there, chapter 3 and verse 15 it says here, it says, For the Jordan overfloweth all his banks at the time of harvest. Now, this is where they find themselves. All right, there's the River Jordan. It could be a mile or so wide. Instead of it being five to ten foot deep, uh, what is going to happen? Uh, the Lord's going to take it part the waters. They're going to push the waters all the way back up, pile them up all the way to this city of Adam there. So, we think about... Uh, the story, and someone may ask me, by the way, once again, do you believe this story? Yes, I do. In fact, verse 17, let me read it. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Yes, I believe I, I believe it just as I read it. On dry ground. You know, it's sort of thinking about that it just doesn't sound right because I've been there. Banks of the River Jordan is just, oh, muddy banks. Uh, if God could open up the River Jordan, couldn't he dry it up also? The answer there is yes. Uh, commentators, those who comment on places in the Bible like this, 
they they sort of put unbelief in the minds of people that read. They said, there's just no way this could happen because there's just thousands of people here. And, uh, you know, uh, tromping down into uh, the water there, there wasn't any water. Tromping into the mud, there wasn't any mud. <laughs> it was dry ground. God opened it up for them. So Joshua faced a situation that was just impossible. You know what happened? He needed divine intervention. Did God open the River Jordan? Yes. Did the children of Israel pass over on dry ground? Yes, I believe that. All right. What what story is this in the Bible for us? Outside, we see the, that God is great. I like chapter 4 here in verse 24. It says that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. I like to see the hand of God at work. But what does this story show for us today? Crossing, crossing the river. You know, this is a beautiful picture of salvation. Crossing the river. When I think about it, my I can relate to this because my parents own land that bordered the uh, Bon Secours River. And I had uh, a small skiff. It was a row boat. It had two oars. And I learned how to row up and down the river. I had... Uh, I had things that I had to do. Constantly, I had to cross the river. My mother at one time could say, Wayne, yes, ma'am. You go across the river to Mr. Patterson's store and bring me back a can of Crisco, what, some <laughs> bacon soda? Uh, I know what she's fixing to make. A couple, of, uh, a couple of gallon of milk. All right. You know what I'd have to do? Down to the dock, into the boat, row across the river row back across the river. My father would be in at least every other weekend with his big boat. Uh, he docked his big boat across the river. I had to cross the river to get to the big boat to bring him on our side of the river, back and forth across the river. Uh, late afternoon, my dad may say something like this. I, I remember some of these things. Uh, Wayne, yes, sir. I think I left the lights on in the engine room. Go across the river, turn the engine room lights off, come back. Sunday afternoon, my dad maybe would say something like this after we got home from church. Go across the river and get a basket of ice. Mother is going to make us some homemade ice cream. Cross the river back and forth. But crossing that river, not like this one in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 3. All right. Uh, the Lord didn't open up the Bon Secours River for me. I had to manually go across. But in Joshua's day, we think about divine intervention. Why are you saying this, Brother Mon? Joshua had to have divine intervention. In making a comparison, the physical with the spiritual, have you ever crossed the river? We think about spiritually. What are you talking about, Brother Mon? I was born a sinner. As far as being a sinner is concerned, according to what we find in the New Testament, I was without God and without hope. And when it comes to crossing the river of death, no way I could have any hope without divine intervention. One of the things here, I wish we had time to get into our passage here in Joshua chapter 3. The children of Israel, what they had to do is they had to follow the Ark of the Covenant. 
the priests would carry the ark. And the priests carried the ark right down to the banks of the river, put their foot in the water, and began to walk across. God opened it up. But the children of Israel had to follow the ark of the covenant, that ark representing God. How in the world am I going to cross? We think about the river. Uh, we think about uh, the sin, the the involvement that I have in wickedness. How, how am I going to leave that behind? How am I going to get forgiveness of sin? How am I going to cross the river of death, the valley of shadow of death, without divine intervention? I have to have it. No way I can get across that river to some eternal harbor of peace and rest without some help. And you know what I find in the New Testament? I find that ark in the Old Testament was the way. In fact, it says in verse 4, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which ye should go. The way was the way of that ark. You know what Jesus said in John chapter 14? So elementary, so simple, yet so many people miss it. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So you know what? I trusted Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Have you done that? So if you ever you remember the song, I'll not have to cross Jordan alone. Jesus died all my sins to atone. When the darkness I see, he'll be waiting for me. I trusted Christ as my Savior. So when I get close to death's door, walking down through the valley of the shadow of death, onto that water, up the other side, I've got Christ as my Savior. He'll be waiting for me, holding my hand, eternal forgiveness. Crossing Jordan was a beautiful picture of salvation. Think about the Jordan River, uh, a beautiful river. Um, and my wife was able to visit, uh, uh, we think about somewhat in the Holy Land. Uh, now it hadn't been too many, too many years ago. We went up into the north part of the River Jordan, up where it, uh, we think about its headwaters. Beautiful. It's called the, uh, the, the, the Hula area. And uh, uh, there's beautiful springs that's there. Uh, three particular springs feed the headwaters of the Jordan River and then, of course, out of the mountains there uh, also. But uh, we think of the word, the word Jordan means to descend. Uh, it means flowing down. So from the headwaters all the way down to the Sea of Galilee, there's a drop that's there. There's a drop that's almost, it's over 300 feet. So it's, 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 it's flowing down, which reminds me, uh, flowing down, descending, you know. Uh, some people ask from time to time, why, when Jesus showed up, why was John in the River Jordan baptizing? He was putting people down so that they could, they could come up. Nothing in that water to save them, but it was a perfect picture of Christ. We think of descending down into the water, uh, up to walk in newness of life. What a wonderful picture there uh, of uh, the work of our Savior and trusting Him for salvation. So what's Brother Munn saying? Have you crossed the river? My friend, are your sins forgiven? Crossing over into the land of Canaan also was it's like leaving bondage and going into the land of freedom. It's like leaving defeat, going into the land of victory. It's like leaving the old flesh 
and then beginning to know how to walk in the Spirit. It's like leaving an accursed land and going into a promised land. What? It's like leaving death and then uh, taking and uh, possessing life, leaving the earthly and getting involved in the heavenly. Victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Have you crossed that river? Are you over in Canaan's land? Are you on victory side? You're not still disobedient, are you? Obeying God, listening to God, following God, following that spiritual ark of the covenant, crossing, crossing the river. Salvation like crossing the river. Crossing the river like victory over the flesh. Crossing the river like crossing this life unto another. Have you ever crossed? Have you ever crossed that river? You know, Joshua could have. I'm glad he didn't. It would have been silly. Uh, down to the River Jordan, Lord, what's going to happen? God just told him to put your feet in the water and walk across. Can you imagine Joshua down there trying to give swimming lessons to all those people? How foolish that would have been. You imagine Joshua saying what we're going to have to do is build some kind of uh, boat here for uh, a million, perhaps plus people. Well, how are you going to get across? You're going to fly across. Well, there's no way to fly across in those days. There's no aircraft. You're going to build a bridge. There's no build a bridge across. What are you saying, Brother One? Engaging the efforts of others is useless. You need divine intervention. All of man's abilities, but what would, oh, well, it would just fail when it comes to approaching God. All are hopeless and lost. But God committed his love to us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm glad for that promised, promised, promised land. I'm glad I've crossed the river. Until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.